Hey, this is Jose Galison of No Way Jose. You can find me on the No Way Jose YouTube channel. You can also find me on just about anywhere podcasts are at. Uh, like I said on the previous episodes, I'm not doing the Liberty Movement YouTube or BitChute anymore. I'm still putting off. I've got a lot of shit going on in my life. I haven't gone around to like making a video and explaining what's going on there. Because I would like to get somebody to maybe be interested in running it, you know, because I mean, it's got like a couple hundred subs. So, I mean, no reason letting it go. I just don't have the time to run it anymore. But, uh, I mean, look out for hopefully I'll have some time here soon. I'll do a video there and go into the more details. And, you know, if your people would be interested in it, can look into it. Uh, today, my guest is Dag from Agris Nexus. Uh, the topic we're going to be, I mean, we're kind of going to go over a bunch of topics, but mostly I kind of want to bring him on, talk about Agris Nexus. We also kind of met over, uh, well, not this weekend, but I think last so at the uh, at the socialism versus capitalism debate with Gene Epstein here in Florida. Um, anyways, as always, give me money because I like that. Um, so give me patreon.com. So it's no way Jose 2020. You can also give me crypto at endthefed.app where I'm also no way Jose 2020. Uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and bring on Dag. Um, what's up, dude? What's going on, man? Hey. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, me too. Hey, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, give a quick intro to the audience for those who don't know you? Sure, I'm a dagger, you know, daggerist on uh, social media, you know, the Twitter and whatnot. Uh, but I uh, I do a bunch of stuff over at uh, Gore's Nexus. I co host a podcast. Uh, you know, if I was a little better, I'd write more articles, but uh, <laughs> but um, that's about it. Otherwise, I'm a you know, a homesteader and you know, just try to be a good all around agorist. Yeah, I got you. So, like I said earlier, we we met at uh, the, over God, I forget when the fuck it was, but we met at the uh, Gene Epstein thing. It was at the after party that we kind of met at. Uh, just, yeah, I kind of want to talk about that a little bit. Cause I mean, it's, that was my first Liberty event I've done. So I just, I thought that nice. was really cool. I don't know if I'm assuming you've probably done more since you've been in this space a little bit longer than I have. Dude, like the last, it's probably been about a year now. Um, we started and it was actually my, uh, my wife met some people on, uh, online and, um, they live sort of close to us and we go over there like, Oh, come out in our boat. We got in this pontoon boat and like, dude, like Larkin Rose answers the door. And I'm like, what the fuck, you know? And, uh, and, you know, we've gone out with them a couple times and met, met a bunch of people. And it's just like, man, it just came so quickly to getting like addicted to hanging out with Liberty people. And it's, you know, it's not even like you have to talk about like anarchy or whatever. It's just, there's just something about hanging out with people who don't want you locked in a cage that feels so amazing, you know, and you kind of cut through all the original bullshit. We know we're all on the same page. We can just have conversations, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, Liberty, Liberty events are great. It's been about a year. I've been going to several of them and, and that one that uh, that we met at a couple weeks ago was just, oh man! I mean, it was just fantastic. I mean, there were so many cool people there, and you know, I've been wanting to go to a Soho debate anyhow. So the fact we had one down here was, you know, perfect. So good thing New York shut down. Yeah, that was a godsend for me because it was like I'm, I'm very much a homebody. I don't go do things. I'm very busy guy. You know, I got wife, kids. You know, two jobs. You know, essentially bunch of shit. And, you know, podcasts. Mm-hmm. I don't really have time to go like up to fucking New York or wherever because they're all, all the events are all over the place. But you know, being as we're in Florida, you know, this is one of the few places that kind of got their shit together a little bit this year in a sense. I mean, it still went down, but it like compared to everywhere else, you know, <laughs> it's not yeah. so bad. But, yeah, uh, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I don't, I don't like to say like, oh, like I'm happy to live in whatever state because of whatever government they have. But it's like this year, I'm kind of like, eh, like I'm kind of glad I'm in Florida. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I, I'm definitely, I'm. I feel kind of like a dick when I like I, I prescribe, you know, prescriptions for the future to a lot of people like, hey, like, you know what I think they should do and get out of the get to the rural areas and get to the red states when it's like, but I kind of was already there. It's not like I was there to be like any sort of like wasn't any philosophical reasons I was here. I just was like, I like the country. And I just so happen to be in Florida. So it's like, 
but now <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's that's the right thing. But I kind of just am there, so <laughs> you know. I, I I get that too, man. Or I'll, I'll be like, uh, you know, like I didn't really have to do anything, so it's like asking a lot of like people, hey, upend your whole life and you know move somewhere else. Where it's like I didn't really have to do that, you know. But I have been actively getting more out of the country. Like I lived in Tampa for years, and now whenever I drive back through it, I'm like, how did I live here? Like traffic and just, uh, I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. I like my little corner of a my little corner of the county that I live in. Yeah, I still work in Tampa, but I live out a good forty five minutes. I don't live out in the country, but it, I mean, Tampa's oh, not cool. too bad. I mean, I don't, I don't work in like a heavily, but I mean, there's still like I, it would be nice to just like just be in the country. But anyways, Ooh. yeah, I, I definitely thought it was fucking awesome. I have a liberty liberty event that we went to because it was like, like yeah, I know you're like we don't have to talk liberty stuff, and I, I almost felt like it was kind of weird to at first, but then it almost just naturally started happening. But it's something nice about it because like. I don't get to have these kind of conversations other than like on social media or like and what we're doing now. But mm. when you're doing it in person, it's like when I'm used to, I have these conversations sometimes in real life, like with like people I know, like, you know, friends or whatever, but it's like, no one's at my level. I mean, not to say I'm like above them or anything, but like they're at B and C and I'm at like W X, Y, Z, you know? So it's like, oh, yeah. but I can, when I have my Liberty event, I have these people I'm already, I don't have to be like, okay, well, like, I don't have to like work through all this shit to get to like the deep theory that I like to talk about, you know, like I'm, I'm having to be like, you know, we're having to talk like basic shit, like, uh, I don't know, I don't, like minarchism versus anarchism or, or shit like that, where it's just nice to have these people that like, I already assume they're at these certain points and I don't I like, cause like with normies, I'll say some shit and they'll just be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Whereas I don't, <laughs> I don't have that at events like these. And it's just something nice about that, you know? And then I also don't have to like, if, yeah. And if Did I say something the- retarded, like if I say something <laughs> retarded here, I'm going to feel a little bit embarrassed about it because I'm putting it out. But if I say something retarded at a bar with some other liberty people like, okay, well that idea didn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it was, a, it was a cool event and like, you know, like, I mean, not like I went there expecting to have my mind changed, you know, and become a democratic socialist or anything. Uh, but you know, it, it was great just to be able to go for the Liberty event. It was actually our friend Anthony was, uh, was in town and, invited us so you know we got to roll in there with him and everything and he knows gene so we got to like you know say hi to gene and meet him and everything so you know that was super cool yeah no dude it was it was fucking dope like i didn't like i didn't um i had a brain fart there but like i didn't end up getting to meet tom woods or gene epstein which were like probably two big ones that i like and want to but at the same time i got to meet like other people and plenty of other people i mean did, i probably could have for go ahead i was gonna say did you see what happened to poor tom no, he, uh, no. he, um, so he dipped out a little early, uh, so he wouldn't get mobbed. Yeah, and I saw that. My, uh, well, my wife was coming back from the bathroom when he left and said that like seven people like mobbed him. And he's like, Oh, I, I gotta go, I gotta go. And they're like all trying to, you know, I don't know what, talk to him about what, just some autistic thing that they heard him, you know, <laughs> that they got upset about. They heard him say, or if they were, I, I don't know, but I was like, Oh man, poor guy, you know, it's just get a little too famous. Can't even go and enjoy a debate. Yeah, no, I, I that's kind of like, uh, that's why I didn't really end up talking to Gene because Gene was mm-hmm. there and I felt like I could have forced myself. I actually kind of sort of did with, with uh, Anthony, but mm-hmm. like, I felt like I kind of did a little bit more natural, but sort of not. Cause I'd already kind of met you and then you guys are by him. And I just kind of forced myself on you guys to talk to you. And just so happened to Anthony there, but I also did want to talk to Anthony just to be like, hello. Oh, Anthony's like, awesome. Yeah. Super he's cool guy. Super sweet guy. But I, I did feel like it's like this, like I don't want to impose cause I, I know but sure. yeah, that was kind of why I didn't with Gene. And if Tom had cool. been there, I probably even if Tom had showed up to the event, I probably never would have talked to him the entire night because everybody would swarm him. That's just not my style to be that person who's like, well, it's someone I very much respect. I also wouldn't be like force myself upon them like that. 
So give him a nod uh, from a distance. Yeah. Hey man, you know, yeah. let him know you what, appreciate his stuff. It's all it takes, <laughs> which is what I kind of sort of did with Gene. Cause I think we yeah. were outside hanging out with like smokers at one point. I think Gene came out and like, I don't yeah, know to, if I, I think I made some everyone. side comment. Yeah. yeah. Huh? <laughs> to escape everyone. He came out yeah. for a little bit of a of time. Cause everyone wants to talk to him. But you know I mean? I, I don't have that kind of energy. I mean, he's, I mean, I don't know. I'm only rude. I think he's like 80 or something, you know? And it's like, dude, like to, I'm sure it was a full day. He did a debate, you know, and then he's going out afterwards. Like I'd be exhausted at, you know, my age and fitness level. So, I mean, props to him, man. He's a, he's a dynamo for sure. Oh yeah. And I can completely get that feeling already of like, cause he even said, I think I did have like a, a quick little energy exchange with him. He said something along the lines of like, Oh, I just need to come out and get air. And I, I completely got what he's getting at. Cause it's like, I, I mean, it's just even just being in the bar. I mean, I'm, I'm turning 30 in like a month, but like, I already, like I have two kids, a wife, a house, you know, all sorts of stuff. So I feel I already have that, like, I feel kind of old in, in this sense. So it's like, I get that feeling of like, when they're around a lot of people being like, I just need to get the fuck away from this. And so like, I can only take a little bit. So that's kind of why I went outside multiple times and you guys just happened to be out there. But uh, yeah, it, yeah, it was packed in there, man. It was hopping for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, it was, it was, I don't know. It was a fucking blast with a lot of fucking cool people. I met like, I met uh, Jack Lloyd, the, the voluntarist comic mm-hmm. guy. I mean, you saw him, you probably, I, mean, I think you met him before though, haven't you? You know, I actually um didn't uh didn't meet uh Jack. I uh I talked with Foe. You know, they actually did a uh did a rap song for us uh for the Nexus uh here a you're couple right. weeks ago. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it's right. pretty cool. So it was like when I saw she was there, oh nice. So I got to go meet her and uh and you know thank her for doing that. So uh, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean I gotta kinda talk to Foe a little bit. That was another one I didn't want to like push myself on because I know she's like pretty pretty prolific online but it was just she like, was a trip man she was very friendly you know you meet a yeah. lot of people like you know liberty celebritarians or whatever and they're not as friendly as you'd like them to be and i mean i get it i'm sure they get a lot of attention and you know they might be over it or whatever but uh but she was super cool man yeah yeah that, that, that was a blast that was pleasant yeah no it i know it was a blast but anyways let's transition i kind of want to like do like a little talk about you know just in general the debate like your thoughts on it I mean, sure. I kind of have my own thoughts. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I mean, did, are you a socialist now, or? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he sort of had me on the ropes there for a minute, but uh, but no, I think I think once the high wore off of just seeing such a magnificent specimen up there debating, I uh, you know, I think I, I came back down to reality. Um, it's not rude to say that he looks like a socialist, is it? No, I mean, okay. I, I really, I've already said it multiple times. I think I said it on a. I mean, a lot of people know I'm kind of do like a Tower Power Hour podcast sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's a little bit more, it's more like a le- it's more like a, a libertarian legion of skanks, if you will. So, oh, it, nice. <laughs> so I kind of talk mad shit already about, uh, about fucking, uh, what's his face? I can't remember his name. A uh, Burgess. Burgess. Um, okay. yeah. Cause I don't know why. I mean, I, the biggest thing that irritated me right off the bat is I saw him come in and like slacks and a t-shirt, like a shitty t-shirt, which whatever, cool. But I assumed he was going to put on something nicer for the debate. Which I mean, I feel like I'm being really judgy right now, but it's just a weird fucking move hey, to be Michael like if Moore you're this. Yeah, I mean, but it's just a weird move if you're the speaker for the event to be like, just look like shit. It wasn't even like yeah. it'd be one thing if it was like a nice t-shirt or something. It was like literally just like some fucking t-shirt you got free at some event, you know, like one of those, not even a nice one. <laughs> like, if it was like a Che I, shirt or something, at least I have a little more respect for him, you know. Yeah, it was, or yeah, if it had been like themed, yeah, like a Che or something, but. No, it was just a shitty shirt. I think it was like a abolish ice, I think is what it was. But it was just like – it was just weird. I mean, not that that really matters with the arguments at all. It just I feel like that's not putting your best foot forward. So just tips to anyone listening out there. Don't fucking do that. I don't care what your philosophy is. Yeah. It's just – it's just I, I, I mean, that does, I don't know. I mean, yes, the argument should present itself. 
but at the same time, you got to kind of dress up the argument, and that's not a good good move for debate, in my opinion. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's, it's um, Apple <laughs> Apple computer on his lap the whole time. Like, why do the yeah. socialists always have Apple products too? Like, it's just yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but no, it was. I mean, it was. And I think I've heard. I've definitely. Heard, I heard Gene Epstein a couple years ago. He debated not Burgess, but another socialist or something. And I listened to that, and I think I listened to Burgess on some stuff. So, you know, I mean, it's, you know, stuff I've heard before. But, I mean, man, really to sum it up, I mean, the question, when they had the Q&A, and you got up and asked a question, you and I think the guy before you were, like, exactly the two things that I would have said to this dude if I was talking to him. And the first one was, um, what the other gentleman asked was, um, what, a, you know, what constitutes um, um, means of production? You know, and, you know, he went through and listed one of the things was farms. And of course, me being, well, I have a farm and I own a 3D printer. So am I considered, you know, means of production, you know, and he said farm. So then, of course, my question, well, how big of a farm and blah, 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 and all the stuff that, you know, in his mind, the democratic process will work out. Um, but then yours, which was um, the, you know, the best was like, basically, hey, I run a small business out of my house. My neighbor wants to come over and help me out. What are you going to do to me if I don't pay him minimum wage? You know, it's a agreed upon thing. And of course, of course, the thing about Burgess is he's like, why does everybody think that prison's going to be the answer to this? You know, and it's sort of what he said with you. It's like, well, you know, we'll, you know, we'll do some stuff. We might, you know, fine you or, or whatever. And then if you don't remedy it, well, then, you know, then, yeah, I mean, maybe I guess jail, you know, if you refuse our, our edicts. And it's just so frustrating because it's just like, I mean, it's, it's like, I don't even want to like form an actual argument against it. It's like, my only argument is just fuck you, you know, like who the fuck <laughs> yeah. are you, man? Like, you want to say like, okay, we got this democratic process that's, you know, going to be this horribly efficient way to, you know, come up with what's the best, what's the people want. But I mean, really, what is more democratic than us just making decisions for ourselves? Like that's, you know, everybody, you know, quote unquote voting for what, you know, they want. But of course the issue is that that's not what he wants. He wants to impose his will on others just because he thinks the majority of people agree with him. But, you know, of course, I don't need to tell you it doesn't make it morally right. And you know, I don't think the majority of people actually agree with him. You know, I think a lot of people who might even be socialist leaning or communist leaning or, or whatever, I think that most of them with, they really get out in the real world and do something like, you know, try and like start a business and, and learn how, you know, learn how trade actually works. I think a lot of people hopefully get over that, but you know, I mean, what am I saying though? Aren't like most billionaires Democrats. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, like the, I brought that up for a couple reasons. Cause like, I feel like, for one, it was kind of like the root of the issue. Like that was the thing that was bugging me the most is he kind of did this bait and switch with Gene where Gene was like pressing on him on like, you know, you're going to like cause these issues of like wages and like you're going to basically criminalize like having a wage or whatever, you know, or wage or salary. And he's like, so what, like, what are we, what are we going to do these people? And like, we're, we're we going to be like arresting them or whatever. And like, I can't remember exactly how he phrased it, but essentially what he was infer like implying was that like, Hey, we, you are using the threat of force against these people for this. And then, but then what Burgess did, whether it was intentional or not, I don't know. I'm not going to attribute motive, but whether he meant it or not, he did it. He did a bait and switch, you know, like, cause I mean, obviously what Gene was getting at was that this is ultimately backed up by force. But then what, what fucking, what Burgess did was he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not just going to have mass, mass fucking jailings or arrests all over the place. Like, there are other ways to deal with this. There's fines, there's this, there's that, there's this, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, that's not the point. Like, Gene's not making the point that we're going to lock up the mass of the populace. The point is you're doing something that is ultimately backed up by force. So, like, that is what's, you know, it's 
basically violence. It's, it's, it's under threat of violence is what you're doing. And like, I mean, which I kind of wish, that was one thing. I wish Gene had kind of got a little bit more to the principles or the root of the matter, a lot of stuff. And that's kind of why I pushed him on that. Cause like, I mean, yeah, you were there, but yeah. too much, you yeah. know, that the whole, every time Virgil, I don't know why you keep thinking it's going to be mass prison. I mean, he said it half a dozen times and I really, I, I feel like that just would have been easy. I mean, he just would have taken 10 seconds to say, well, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm, Fours, yeah, it starts as a fine, blah, blah, blah. But I don't even know if he mentioned that. I don't even know if he mentioned that, you know. Um, maybe he has a reason. Maybe, you know, maybe he's trying to stay, you know, really true to the yeah. topic. I don't, I don't know. But I feel like that was a low-hanging fruit he could have he could have taken. Yeah, which, I mean, I think Gene, if I'm correct, I mean, I might be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure he's a minarchist. So maybe that makes a difference because it's like, I guess, in a sense, if you are a minarchist, a minarchist, then it's kind of like your principles – at its root, you kind of are like, there are certain things I'm willing to have the government use force for. So it's like, but it's now it's, you kind of get into the the muck of like debating which is which. Whereas like somebody like me or you, which I'm assuming you're an agorist, or not agorist, but an anarchist because you're an agorist. Uh, yeah. Like it, it is kind of just easy to be like, well, I don't think the government should use force, period. So yeah, I don't, I don't think end. it should exist or, you know, it should <laughs> like, be voluntary yeah, like, or any number of ways you want to put it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you know, like that, that just illustrates though, like really like, like the, the problem with minarchy, like even just have, being like a minarchist is that, you know, it, what you should have is a great argument there. Like you said, he just can't use because that, imp then that implies that, you know, if you're a minarchist, you're also violent, you know, maybe just in a different way. So, and I'm not saying anything negative about Gene, obviously, um, but um, yeah, you know, but no. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure. God, what do you say? And that was one thing he did say, like one one thing, because like I asked that question because I have a small business or whatever, and I was like, what if I have somebody do it? And then he's like, I asked the question, like, what are you going to do to me? And he's like, well, there's any number of things you can do. He gave the whole spiel when he knew what I was getting at, like he mm -hmm. knew what I was getting at, and then he just kind of like then he ended there, and then I instead of letting him just get away with that, and I go, well, what if I decide not to pay that fine? Because like I, the whole point is I was trying to get to that next step, and then that's kind of like he tried to give a little spiel for a minute, and then he stopped, and he's kind of like. Well, obviously, you know, like, and I think he gave the whole, like, if we're going to have a society, you know, yeah, a place yeah. with laws, we were going to have to, like, I, I, I was very tempted to just be like, well, I don't agree with that. So, but like, I was like, no, no, I, I'd already like kind of doubled up. It, like, I probably shouldn't have. I essentially asked two questions. So I was like, I'm already, but the, the whole idea, I, I had already intended on like kind of continuing yeah. to press him. I even you thought about maybe going further. It, yeah, because yeah. that was that was what I was driving. At. I was trying to get him to be like, and he kind he kind of like I could tell he was giving a spiel, and he kind of goes, <sighs> I could tell like, well, yes, we would have to. Like he was trying to dance around it. Like I could just tell mm -hmm. by his like tone, and I was yeah, really, really, really tempted to like go a step further and be like, um, what if I decide I don't want to get kidnapped <laughs> by the state? <laughs> but I was like, no, nah, just stop there. Everyone gets it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he had six percent of the vote. Like, I mean, I don't know who. I mean, obviously there was a couple, but I mean, yeah, it's like. We definitely have the majority of people who, you know, thought at least pretty close to us, you know, in that crowd. Yeah. No, it's funny because uh, I kind of like think of it in a sense, like the reason why I stopped. Like, do you ever see that? Uh, I don't know if you're a part of the problem fam, but do you ever see that like clip with Dave where he was like uh, on like, Kennedy or something? And they were arguing about something about the police, uh, like with something on the news. And she said something along the lines of like, you know, like she goes, well, they're, they're just doing their job or some shit. And he goes, Oh, they're just doing their job. That's not a very that's not a very good argument. She goes, Yes, it is. And instead of him being like, ha ha ha, Nuremberg defense, he just kind of like just stopped and had a smug look on his face and just kind of smiled and didn't say a word. So it was kind of like one of those where like sometimes silence is the best thing. Cause I, I do think there is tactically, you gotta realize when it comes to like debates and stuff, 
like what you're trying to do. Like with my question right there, I mean, it wasn't that I was trying to get Burgess to convert to socialism. It was more that I was trying to make it transparent for anyone in the crowd or listening later of like what what's going on here, you know? So yeah, I mean, you gotta, I mean, hold him to the fire, you know, if he's gonna come out and done. And I mean, I, and I'll give him credit, dude. I mean, he was kind of walking into the lions then with that one, even when it was over, you know, I, I gave him a nod and was like, you know, like, you know, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, doing that. I mean, that, uh, I wouldn't want to do it in his position. Yeah, for real. Which, I mean, on another note, like, yes, I kind of give him credit, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, if, you knew you were coming to the lines then I feel like he should have came with more. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just because we, maybe I'm overestimating like his abilities or his cognizance of our arguments. But like, I know for me, I have everything he said, I've heard before. Nothing impressed yeah. me. Like it wasn't, yeah, and, you know, and I've heard I, I other socialists that, make better arguments. Like I just have. Yeah. And I doubt that he really it, thought that he would manage to change any minds, which makes me wonder, you know, why he came. I mean, maybe just something to do. Oh, we selling a book. That's right. So yeah, he's probably trying to do all sorts of events. He just had a book come out, which um, I I don't know. I didn't really have an intention on reading. I guess I guess uh, he mentioned Dave Smith. I guess he said it's a pretty good book or whatever. Um, apparently some of the stuff he's talking about it it is um, like uh, you know, just that like hey, like even like from the left, like this woke shit is bad. Like you're not helping the, the cause, you know. Which you know if that's what it's about it might be might be worth a read. I don't know. I really don't want to buy his book. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't either. It just sounds like some generic like, well, they're doing fucking SJW shit. Like yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's probably a great book to be out there for the left to read, but like, I mean, I don't know. It's like whatever. I mean, it'd be like, like I've said multiple times that not too long ago I tried to read uh, Noam Chomsky's uh, Manufacture Consent, mm -hmm. and like that's one of those books everyone goes on about. But like the whole point of that book is how corrupt the media is, and I was reading it, and I was kind of like, this is kind of boring. Like I know all this shit. Like this isn't blowing me away. Like no shit. Like media is corrupt. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So, like, yeah. I mean, not to shit on Noam Chomsky. I'm sure that, like, for someone who's not, like, already red-pilled or whatever, probably reads that. It's like, holy fuck, you know? Like, but, like, like me, it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> I, I've heard some of his stuff is all right. I've never actually uh, I've never actually read it. I mean, just the fact that he's, I mean, I think he's a communist. Um, I'm like, yeah. you know, whatever. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I do try to read some stuff from, like, you know, opposing viewpoints or whatever. But I don't know. Like, I really don't want to dedicate, like, you know, a 500-page book to some nonsense <laughs> you know I, oh, my, I my time's a little precious <laughs> yeah uh, i did want to kind of touch but kind of we got on a sidetrack i did want to touch on another reason why i brought up that question is because sure. just real quick aside i do think it is useful to use like an example like mine where i have a small business and it was literally like because I, I breed cats and the biggest thing with my business is that like the most i have to do every day is i have to fucking like I will spend one to three hours, depending on what I'm doing, cleaning it up, like, you know, taking care of it. So it's very, it's just cleaning work. It's all it is, you know, making sure they have a nice clean environment. Um, and so it's as simple as being like, Hey, there's someone else who wants to do it. I, I do not have the kind of, uh, income to be able to support someone making it like giving them a shitload of money. Also, even them, but in a socialist framework, that would just be wrong to do in the first place by their perspective. But it's like, I'm the one who invested the capital initially. You know, I, I'm the one who's put in the time, you know, I've gotten to the point where now I can kind of afford to some, someone, but like, why the fuck would it be like, Hey, you know, Tom down the street is like, and it, it isn't even like, I'm like exploiting them. Like, especially like where I live, I live in like a middle to like sort of upper middle class area. Like it's actually not that unreasonable of a concept that someone would do that because it's like, there are plenty of people who might have some extra time on their hands or like, Hey, what's a couple hours, you know, what are you going to give me 20, 30, 40 bucks? Okay, cool. Like, not a big deal. I'll come clean it up. You know, like that's nothing, you know, like I could see someone doing that if they had some extra time on their hands. 
So it's not that crazy, but most people have this idea of like the big businessman exploiting the fucking, you know, the, the peons, but it's like, that's not all it is, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's nice to bring up individual specific examples. Cause you're showing like, Hey, we're not all just robber barons, you know? And, you know, and Burgess kept using the thing, Oh, the average CEO or the average CEO. And it's like, first off, I'm sure there's something wrong with that stat, but it's like, you know, the, the average, whatever fortune 500 company CEO, isn't like the average business owner. It's not the average, you know, person. It's not even the average rich person for, you know, what a lot of us would call rich, you know, like that's like, so beyond that. So to say like, oh, there's an issue with them. So all of us small business owners need to be, you know, held under the thumb of government even more is, is just ridiculous. And it, and I kind of like using examples like that as well, because, you know, like when I have like family members or talk, talk trash about like, oh, business owners or whatever, it's like, you know, I own a business. Oh yeah, but you're different, you know? And it's like, well, why? You know? And so I was like, really, you gotta be careful when you say things like that, because, you know, you're talking about a lot of, a lot of people, you know, just, just in general. And, you know, to your point about like, like, like the situation that you're describing is, is a really great point for this for another reason, because it's not like you need a full-time employee. You know, what you need is somebody who lives three doors down from you, who she stays home because her husband works and whatever. She gets a little bored. So she wants to come over for two or three hours a day, make a couple bucks. She doesn't, you know, it's not like she's trying to, you know, keep the baby in diapers with this job or anything, but it breaks up her day, gets some cash for her, frees up your time, helps your business, et cetera. So it's just like, it's just a, a really awesome situation to be honest if you you know for everybody involved so the fact that he wants to send men with guns in to say no we can't do this is just i mean it's it's just oh like it's just so retarded i have such a hard time finding words for it you know it's just like why dude why do you gotta be like that quit being a dick leave us alone and you know to the point you're alluding to if you want to help the little guy you know stop fucking him over yeah, because I mean, there would be just helping out someone else. It's like, hey, just need a few bucks. Like, whatever, I have some extra, bu- extra money to give. Like, do you want it? Yeah. Do you not? Okay, you know, whatever. But Everybody uh, wins. It's yeah. voluntary. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I we kind of already focused on his performance, the socialist. I mean, you didn't dazzle us. What What do you What did you think about Gene's performance? Um. I mean, Gene. Gene. Gene did good. Uh. I mean, you can be honest. He's not going to watch this. <laughs> I'm not that big of a um, deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Gene, Gene is sometimes okay. I'll say this, and now we're being dishonest. Um, you know, even with some of the some of the last debates I've seen with him, and everything. I mean, Gene's great, you know, and he's so much more together than like I am. Like I, when I was in like high school, like I was really into, like I wished we had a debate club and stuff. I was really into that kind of stuff. I was like, give me either side of an argument, I'll argue it, you know. But like, I don't know, man. These days, dude, I just. I, I don't know, man. It's uh, I don't have the patience or anything, but but for him to come out and be able to do that, it's great. So anyhow, he does all that way better than I could. But I mean, he's he's getting up there, dude. You know, <laughs> but I mean, I wouldn't want to debate him on anything. You know, that, that's for sure. And, and he definitely knows knows the shit. You know, being an economist and everything. Um, I uh, I've listened to him on like a lot of podcasts, just just talking or talking about his life or whatever. And um, oh, sorry, I know this is exactly the question you asked, but um, but uh. But man, he's just just really incredible, and just like everything, like his mom was a communist, and like he eventually went down and like got the FBI file they had on her, and was like reading it, you know, and like they've been, you know, like tailing his mom for years just because she was a communist, like just just crazy, man, just just really nuts. And of course, he used to be a socialist um, as well, so that's why you know when he does these debates, I think it is a little more, I don't know, powerful is the right word, but it's like he has a little more a little more cred, you know, like he's, you know, you can't say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about for him because he does for sure. So, uh, but, uh, but it was fine. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a debate though, that obviously you and I, even without seeing this one, we know back and forth. I mean, we know capitalism's, you know, preferable to socialism and whatever the long winded thing was prosperity, et cetera. Um, 
So, you know, it wasn't, I didn't learn anything, but it was fun. Yeah. I mean, I do want to preface, I do have criticisms before I go into, I do want to preface. I'm a good, I feel like I'm a good internet debater, but like, mm-hmm. I feel like I probably, I've never done like a in person other than like, just, you know, just with people I know, but even then it's not a formal debate, it's just with normies, mm-hmm. which that's pretty easy to own a normie. But like, I've yeah. never done like a debate like that. So I, I don't get me wrong. He's way better than me. Like I'm just providing, sh- I'm backseat driving and it's easy to do that after the fact. You know what I mean? Like it's so much easier to like later make criticisms, but it's like if I was there, I probably would, I'd probably like have way more criticisms of me. You know what I mean? So like, I'm not saying anything. I, I do think I did get a little frustrated with how much you would attribute motive to Ben. I don't know if they caught up, yeah. caught you. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. And he even ended at one point apologized. Ben was like, hey man, I didn't say that. And he was like, you're right. You're right. I apologize a thousand times, you know? Yeah. Uh, but you're right. He, he did do that a little bit. Yeah. That's not helpful. It wasn't necessary. Yeah, which I mean, I'm all for it in certain contexts. Like, for example, I'm I'm I have no problem. Like, it's very common on Twitter if you're like arguing with some like neocon or some shit to do shit like that, just to be completely disingenuous. But you don't know what I'm doing on purpose because it's almost like I don't really respect you. But if it's like if it's in a context of like a debate, I feel like it's best to to maintain a you know a good faith argument to where you're assuming the best possible interpretation of like their thoughts or whatever. So, cause I mean, cause I feel like it kind of got a little bit animated near the end. And honestly, I feel like part of that was kind of Gene's fault because he set that tone of attributing motive, which he may not have meant to, but then what happens is then Ben becomes defensive in, 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 in return. And then, you know, just kind of becomes this back and forth thing that builds up. And it, it was kind of like, in a sense, he initiated it and, and, you know, verbally, I'm not saying he like broke the nap or some dumb shit, right. but like, you know, I mean, in a sense, it's kind of like, that's what happens when you interact with people in bad faith, it gets them riled up. Like, I mean, which sure, if you're going to pull a rope of dope, if you're doing that on purpose, but I don't feel like that was the intention, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. It, it does kind of make the whole thing kind of deteriorate there to not, not quite like name calling, but you know, yeah, it just gets to where you know we're, we're kind of missing the missing the points, and there's plenty of points to be made on that topic, obviously. Yeah, and it wasn't necessary at all because it was like you yeah. said, you completely could debate him on the merits of it. I mean, uh, I mean, my, the only other criticism I had it was kind of like I almost didn't see the point of the debate because it was I think this is like his third or fourth one. And I mm-hmm. assumed he was probably going to come from a different angle because I know every other debate he kind of argued from a different angle, but I'm pretty sure this is basically a repeat of the, uh, I forget the dude's name, but it's some like Indian name, like Sink, Basco Sinkar, some shit yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah and he, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, but it was literally, he basically made the same exact argument there, which, I mean, to come wrong, it's a good argument. The argument that basically the premise, the major premise that Gene made was that like, hey, uh, your socialist ideas are perfectly like you can do them in a capitalist society. There's nothing stopping you, but it's like, but vice versa. It's not true. So like that was basically the main premise, which I mean, is a good yeah. premise, but like, it's like, we've already heard this. I assumed he was going to go some other way. I mean, th- I mean, that's not really a complaint necessarily so much as like, I guess I was expecting a different angle. I don't know. One thing that get, that gets me in this one, I've heard him on other ones too. And this isn't necessarily a gene thing. So I don't hear many other people make these arguments when they talk about like the employee owned businesses that do exist. Like they bring up the one in Spain and, and such, but it's like, there's actually a lot more like employee-owned businesses and there's different levels too. Like there's companies that only employees can buy stocks. They call it employee-owned and and things like that. But um, so he could have, there could have been more examples. Hey, this does happen here or there, you know, but that's really the frustrating thing about this. And it's just the point he's making to, um, to, you know, Burgess or Biscari or however you say their guy's name, like, um, like you can do it, dude, nothing's stopping you, you know? So if your ideas work, 
then just do it. I mean, do some grassroots shit. Just convince some people. Or better yet, like I always tell socialists when they bitch and complain about some sort of business model, start one yourself. Do it yourself. Instead of asking the government to do something or fix this or that, just fucking do it. You see a charity or a business or something. But of course, that's the challenge is whatever your good intentions are, you have to find a way to fund it. And that's the thing about like an actual, you know, free market. You have to be productive or get people to voluntarily give their money, you know, and I don't know, maybe they're just too frustrated or, or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, when I was younger, I, I wasn't like a socialist or anything, but like I probably could have turned out that way if I had to found, you know, um, uh, anarchy, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I would, there's definitely a time where I was like, oh yeah, you know, universal healthcare and stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, I had reasons and it made sense to me at the time, but I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, anyways, let's, uh, move on let's get a, let's talk about, I want to hear about Agris Nexus. Cause you guys kind of have this website has a bunch of shit on it. So you want, I don't know if you want to tell me about it, tell what, yeah. what's on there and shit. Cause it seems like a pretty good resource for people to use. Yeah, it, it's super cool. So there, there's a few things. Um, one, it's a business directory for, you know, liberty-minded businesses uh, prefer, you know, agorist-leaning, but, you know, any, any, anything that's, you know, at least halfway there is pretty good. But um, but it, it's free to list a business. So if anybody has any businesses or uh, products they sell or, you know, anything, uh, feel free to list it on there. If you have any issues with anything, just send me a message, contact me, I'll handle it for you. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, go ahead and, um, and get set up on there and get some traffic. Uh, so, so that's nice. Uh, basically, you know, like, you know, it's a nexus for Agoras. So, you know, nexus means to come together. So it's a place where, you know, we can come together and hopefully trade and share and, and, and do all that. And then, you know, we also do a lot of content as well. Uh, first and foremost, some really phenomenal articles uh, come out of there. We have some really amazing writers. Uh, we've got several. I'm going to miss some. I'm so sorry to everybody in advance. But off the top of my head, we've got to see Shane Radliff. Uh Wendy McElroy, uh, really amazing. Uh, Graham Smith, Jeremiah Harding, Lily Forrester, um, even uh, even Sal Mayweather writes some stuff for us. So we definitely have a bunch of really cool people over there. And and then we do a podcast as well. So I'm the co-host of the podcast along with Brandon. And Brandon is Brandon's the big cheese around there. Um, this, is, this is kind of his baby for sure. So um, he works really hard on making all this happen. It's, it's really cool, man. You know, it's a really cool project. I've been involved with them for about a year now. I had listed my business on there a couple years ago. I'd heard about them on the Tom Woods show and like, I like pulled over my car so I could like write down the name of the website, you know, and they were talking about, you know, the directory and everything. I'm like, this is great. You know, this is so cool. And, and yeah, uh, about a year ago, Brandon asked me to join him on the podcast and, you know, I've been doing work with them since I've read a couple articles, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the best writer. I want to be better. I want to write more articles, but, but, uh, but yeah, mostly I help out a little, a little bit with the podcast and, um, you know, a little bit of this and that, whatever, whatever I can do to help out. We, um, we have some other big stuff coming up. Um, some stuff that's kind of top secret. I can't talk about, but hopefully we'll get some new projects, um, coming out. Hopefully next month we are going to be doing more like book publishing. We're going to be publishing Wendy McElroy's new book. Uh, and then we sell some books and stuff on there as well. Uh, we have Lily, Lily Forrester's book, which is a uh, really awesome, uh, you know, I recommend everybody go check that out, but, but yeah, man, it's a, it's a super cool project. Uh, we can, you know, if anybody wants to check it out, please do, uh, hit some affiliate links, you know, that helps us out. Uh, if you want to donate, you can, but, um, but really just, uh, anything's great. If nothing else, we're just happy to spread the message. 
No, yeah, I feel you. I mean, I, I feel you, especially in the wanting to write more. Like, I, I dabble in writing for a minute, but it's like you can only stretch yourself so thin. I can hear as much shit as you're doing already. It's like, yeah. I mean, I already got to the point where, like, I, I at the beginning, I was kind of talking about how I, I had the other channel that I was doing, the Liberty Movement, which I'm still interested in the concept. It's just like, I just don't have the fucking time. I'm just one dude. So it's like, yeah, it's like you can't, you can only do so much. I mean, that's an important it, thing for people to realize, not to bite, bite off more than they can chew. But at it, the it same time, lot, you know, yeah. yeah. It, and, you know, like, so I've been, like, an avid podcast listener for, like, a few years or, you know, Liberty Pods. And, you know, I think everybody who's a real avid, like, podcast listener kind of, you know, dreams of, like, doing their own podcast, you know. And I sort of looked into it and stuff. And it was just like, man, like, you know, it's it's a lot more work than, like, you know, you think, like, originally. And obviously, I don't have to tell you, um, you know, it's a lot that goes into that stuff. You know, it, it really does. And, yeah, it definitely takes some time. I, uh, I, I like writing. I'm not a bad writer. I just, like, I'll get like I'll just stare at a blank page for two hours and then I just start typing and I'll just go for like two hours before I know what I've got like 700 words and like, but it's not really going anywhere, you know? And I'm like, all right, how am I going to wrangle this in and make this some, you know, more than just a collection of my thoughts, something that somebody might actually want to read, you know? And that's usually my challenge. So I like to do like instructional stuff because I'm, I, I don't think I'm a bad teacher. I like teaching. So um, I, I, I kind of stick to instructional stuff. I did a, a like a how-to on how to get started in crypto, how to set up a wallet, you know, stuff like that. Uh, some basics on exchanges, how to use them. Uh, I did I did some 3D printing stuff as well. Uh, and I'm probably going to try and keep coming out with some more stuff like that. I should probably do more homesteading stuff. You know, that's pretty, that's pretty big for Agoras to grow their own food and everything. So I should probably put out some stuff like that. Yeah, no, I don't know, man. There's something about writing. Like, I've, I've only done a handful of, like, writing things, but it was, like, it's weird. Like, once you start doing it, then you're like, oh, shit, this is, like, not something about it. You get in, like, a flow state of, like, where you're just going. But then yeah. it's, like, it's weird, too. Like, after I produce things, I always, like, I'm weirdly, it is, like, see, I, I get where people, how artists are sometimes, where I, like, I feel like I'm tied to it, where, like, if someone criticized it, like, don't get me wrong, I guess in a sense I want criticism, but it almost hurts a little bit, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Like it, it's just weird. Cause I, I'd never really, it never made sense to me until I did write a couple. And I just like, I'm weirdly like, I don't know. I felt like I was a good writer and I, I, I still do think, but I don't know. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. I, I, don't, I don't know if you agree. I mean, not to go on off well, another tangent, but no, you yeah. put so much of yourself into it though, dude. And the thing about anything you create, whether it be writing or, you know, I mean, I've just jobs I've had where it's, you know, like, you know, it's meticulous work or something. It's just like, you know every little thing in it. So anything that you don't think is 100% perfect just bugs you in reality. Most people don't notice, you know. Um, but so that's always something is I get a little self-conscious, you know. And then, yeah, like you said, if somebody, you know, like obviously I'm doing this because I want to have discussions with people. But yeah, if somebody does say anything other than like, oh, it's wonderful and I love it. It's almost like, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. not that I have thin skin. It's just, you know, you put a lot into it. Yeah, but all right, let's transition to you. You brought up how you have your business. Kind of wanted to like how you do agorism essentially. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, like you don't have to go into your tax stuff because we, right. we know that works agorism. <laughs> you know, everything falling from here is that for legal reasons, a joke or whatever, you know, just there's yeah, a legal yeah, yeah, all satire, but yeah, satire <laughs> it's all joke. But yeah, no, just kind of like roughly, you know, what, what do you do? Like, what kind of like shit are you doing? You know, I mean, I brought up out of my cat business. That's I mean, I'm not going to go on the tax stuff there, you know I mean? But fucking, you know, agorism, sure. baby, you know, um, it's done well, different uh, ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you know, I, I look back now that, you know, I know what agorism is. It's like, well, maybe I've been doing agorism since I was like 14, you know, <laughs> um, but uh, but like uh, really, man, it's probably about six years ago that I really started, you know, I was kind of an ANCAP and, you know, kind of getting a little like bored with that. It's like, OK, now what? You know, OK, we're right. Now what? Right. 
um, and really agorism started coming into my, my purview. And I had the, you know, I had the farm thing going and it just really just started to click for me over time. And, you know, I started reading, uh, reading some Konkin and like, I just loved in a uh, Agoras Primer where he has like a math formula to figure out if a crime is worth it, <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, Oh man, it's so cool. But, um, but at any rate, I mean, it's like, I really didn't have to change much to, to do it. I mean, I have a small farm, so there's a lot that's Agoras about that. First off you're selling food. So you don't have to charge like sales tax on like uncooked food. So, you know, it's just easy to not even just have to mess with any of that stuff. Just having a farm, having my land being agriculture is like a huge tax break on the property tax. It's also, and I don't do it just for that, for any, you know, any County people listening. Um, but you know, that's a great side effect. Um, so, you know, you get a huge tax break. You already on the all those time, you're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then also like, I don't have to have permits to build anything on the farm. So like I can do sheds, I can build all sorts of stuff and I don't have to have any permits for it. So that's really cool. If you, I do recommend getting that if you do have a farm or anything, um, it varies a little bit state to state, but Yes, I understand getting government permission isn't something we like, but it's more like I do did this thing once and now they leave me alone, you know, so sometimes you kind of got to weigh it out. You know, yeah, I hate public roads, but what am I going to do? Right. Um, and then something else that I do is and this is something that I might get some some guff for again being an agorist, but I have an LLC for the farm which means I don't pay taxes and that's not anything illegal. I can just write everything off. I end up making on paper um, officially, you know, a hundred or a thousand dollars a year. I pay $33 in federal taxes every year. And I think that's about the best I could hope to do. And I'm not doing anything illegal. I don't have to worry about, you know, going, going to a year in prison for it. So, you know, that that's some, some things that I do on the, you know, the more, the more, you know, white collar side of it, you know, but, uh, but otherwise, man, just having a, just having a farmstead, there's, there's so much possibility. You don't have to have a lot of space to do anything like this, but there's so many, there's so much possibility to, for agorist acts, you know, there, you have a lot of opportunities for trade. So, you know, you're, you're ducking out of the, uh, you know, the federal reserve note system, which is great. Uh, you're, you're helping feed people, which is awesome. And one of the things that I really like about it, and this is sort of the preppery side of me is, you know, I mean, just, just look at, you know, 2020 with, you know, shortages. And I think we're coming up to, I've heard it called the everything shortage. I really think we might be coming up to that. So when you just have extra supply on hand of important things like, you know, food and water and, uh, you know, just survival stuff. If something big does happen or if there's a natural disaster or just some sort of hiccup in our very finely tuned, uh, you know, um, infrastructure system that gets our products around, uh, you know, you and your neighbors are a little more taken care of. So that not only helps you guys, but everybody else who does rely on the grocery store, there might be a little more there for them. So, you know, you sort of get, it's almost like a, like a battery, you know, you're reserving, you know, um, resources and, and energy and stuff. And, you know, that's, it's, it's a great feeling, you know, a lot of it is really even just like mental, like it's reassuring and I'm, I'm happy, you know, really since I've gotten into agorism, I've just been I've been happier. It's, you know, you sort of see the world a bit differently and it's, there's a lot less fear, even though on the face of it, you should be more scared when you realize there's nobody coming to save you and you're responsible for your own stuff, you know, but it's, it's freeing too. It, it, you know, it really is. You realize how, you realize how talented you can be. You realize how, you know, we're just so dumbed down in the public school system that, you know, once you realize that you don't have to be a professional and go to college to learn a new skill or task, you, know, you can just do it and you can, you know, you can, you can be a badass, you know, and it's, it's just such a great feeling. So, um, but any, anyhow, um, however I got there, um, yeah, ha having the farm's great and it allows me to, you know, to help people and feed people. And I really like teaching people too. So any chance I get to 
to help people learn how to produce food for themselves, provide for themselves, provide for their family is just an amazing win. It makes me feel amazing. And I mean, like, and not to sound like, you know, high mighty, but it's like, fuck, man, there's a real chance that could be like saving people's lives, you know? So it's, you know, it's, it, it, it's just, it's just really amazing. And then, um, you know, just like everything else, you know, do what I can to, to not pay, uh, not pay taxes when I can avoid it, do what I can to, um, you know, not use a fiat currency. That's really something I've been getting into. I'm a little late to the game on crypto. I've been preaching it for, I mean, since since Bitcoin was $200, I've been telling people to get into it and not following my own advice and being a little nervous about it. But once I finally did in 2020, it's like, dude, after like you make a couple transactions and after a week, you're like a pro, you know, but, uh, but I've really been getting into that and trying to learn more. Some of the tech tech stuff for just like the future possibilities of crypto and blockchain is really amazing, but some of it's a little over my head. Um, I, I got to admit, but I'm really looking forward to things like, you know, like DeFi and stuff like where we can just really get around the banks for you know, these other systems. I don't know, man, we just really got to create some, some of these bigger systems for ourselves or make something usable for us. And I really think we can take some leaps forward with this. Yeah, I feel you. I'm, I'm the same way. I, I still haven't gone to crypto. I've been saying for a while. I've been doing the same thing and telling it probably over a year, people to get into it. But I'm a fucking tech idiot, which I, it was actually a hurdle for me to even get into this. But it's funny. It's like, I feel like it's one of those things that like once I just finally do it, it won't be so bad. I mean, that's how I am with like a lot. I'm one of those people who's very hesitant to change. But once I do mm. it, I'm like, oh, okay. So like yeah. <laughs> probably the same thing for me. I didn't really want to quickly touch on something you brought up earlier, which I feel like most agorists this isn't going to apply to, but like, I feel like it's mostly usually like ANCAPs or people who don't understand agorism. We say this shit. Well, they like have this like idea of agorism of like, it's like black and white and you're just like, Oh, so you don't pay any taxes or you don't do this. Oh, you're a shitty fucking agorist or a shitty anarchist or whatever. And it's like, no, it's about being doing it to the furthest extent you possibly can or like doing it like in a smart way. It's not this like ones or zeros, which I think is one of the beautiful things about agorism is I feel like a lot of libertarian thought and like ANCAP thought is like very subject to this like, you know, dimorphic thinking, this like binary thought. And it's just like, but I feel like something about agorism is very good in like it, does it, it, there's a lot of this like gray area, you know? And it's like, mm -hmm. for example, like a big thing of agorism is like the, the concept of like, you know how, and this isn't even exclusive to agorism. It's just agorism puts a emphasis on it. The idea of like how, you know, like say something like a company like Apple, they get so many kickbacks from the government to where it's like, they're kind of in a sense, almost sort of the government themselves to some extent. I mean, sure. they're not the government, but it's it's a it's a gray area. So it's it's kind of like this fascism, you know, that we're entering into right now. We're not even entering; we're in, you know. Sure. So it's like a lot of people, you know, say with the the vaccine passports. A lot of people be like, "Well, it's a private company, bro." Well, it's like, yeah, sort of, <laughs> <laughs> not really. <laughs> yeah, and ph pharmaceuticals and stuff. Yeah, they they've been in bed yeah. for a long time. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, how many kickbacks do you get from the government before you're like private before you're no longer private company? But it, I mean, it's not a, a one and zero. There's kind of a sliding scale. So it's like you can't just exist on this like binary thought structure. So and I think there's something about agorism that exists on that. And that's why I'm saying it is a common criticism I've gotten for agorism. And it just really shows how little thought or, you know, like they don't they don't even understand the concept they're speaking on when they'll like criticize people for like, oh, well, you fucking still pay taxes. It's like, yeah, because I don't want to go to fucking jail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not so, an idiot. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure that and and even people who are diehard statists do this exact same thing. 
they do everything they possibly can to do to pay the least amount of taxes that they have to, you know, um, like Bernie Sanders doesn't have write offs. You know what I mean? So, you know, to, you know, to say like, you know, you know there's we, we, we do the best we can sometimes. But, you know, if you still want to be around to feed your family and all that, you know, yeah, going to prison ain't a good thing to do. Um, and, you know, like like with what you're saying, it's it's kind of interesting. I don't know if this is actually a, a parallel or not, but, you know, Agoras were, you know, we really like markets, right? It's kind of our thing. And even like ANCAPs or, or, or whatever, you know, yeah, they're, you know, free market, et cetera. But there really is something with like markets is they're, they're flexible. You know, they, they mold into, you know, when there's a niche, it fills it, you know, so it is a bit more like flexible. It's a little less rigid than like a lot of these other ideologies. Maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe it's just because we understand that that's the way the universe works. And, you know, some, sometimes you gotta, you gotta reshape to fill in a gap or something. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, I kind of want to touch on, and I won't keep you too long because I know you, you got to get to bed. <laughs> but uh, I kind of want to touch on, and I think this does kind of tie into the whole agorism thing. What roughly, you did touch on a little bit, but I want to know roughly your thoughts on the future and how things could possibly go. And and we'll tie this into something else here in a second, but I just kind of want to get a rough idea of how you think the, the future looks. Obviously, I'm not going to tie you to it and be like, haha, you know, 10 years from now. But yeah, come, come, come back in a few years and tell me how wrong I was. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you know, like, like I mean, it, it can be hard to say. Um, I've been I've been relatively optimistic after this year, to be honest. Um, yeah, obviously, a lot of terrible things have happened. But I think that I honestly think that the government overplayed their hand a bit. And a lot of people are buying a hook, line and sinker. But a lot of people aren't. And I think it's very well illustrated when like, okay, I think they did like some new CDC recommendations or guidance and Biden was talking about today, something. And he's like, Oh, you're now allowed to gather outdoors. If you've been vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, like, where you been? We've been doing that for a year, <laughs> you know, like, like, and, and some of it going back, like you're talking about, we live in Florida, you know, like, you know, it's, it's, it's easy, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just see so many people, especially in the country, they're just so over it. And I think that, you know, I'm talking to people who were very big status and yeah, they're not necessarily anarchists yet, but they're, they're being much more suspicious of the government, you know, they're, they're, they're realizing something isn't up. So anyhow, I'm being, I'm trying to be optimistic about it. Uh, and, and, and think that maybe we'll get some, get some more people into our ranks. I'm trying to use all this as a, as a learning opportunity when it comes up, you know, well, I, the whole bar is closed, you know, at this particular restaurant, but you'll cram us into booths next to each other. That's a little weird, isn't it? You know, and just, you know, drop little things when you can. And I, I don't know, but, but I really think that, um, that anyhow, uh, even with like this vastly like encroaching state and technocratic police nonsense that we might be facing here in the future. Ultimately, I have a lot of faith in technology. And even if it is beyond my understanding, a lot of it, I really think that we wouldn't be able to have decentralized networks like we're capable of having and going to be capable of having in the future, you know, before the internet. So I think we get a lot of power from that. Uh, I think that, I mean, just projects like crypto and, and stuff and not even just cryptocurrency, like, like for money, you know, but a lot of the utility coins I think are really cool. Um, I'm thinking of like library, you know, Odyssey, their utility coin um, for how they run their thing, uh, pre-search tokens, you know, another one. And there's a lot of them, other ones that are out there. Um, just tokenization, you know, replacing the stock market with tokenization, you know, it's more effective. You're cutting out all these middlemen, you know, we're cutting the government out of it. There's, uh, I mentioned DeFi earlier, just ways where we can get rid of the big banks or, or at least have another option. I mean, that's all I want is just an option. Uh, but I just see a lot of potential in that. And it's, and a lot of it is stuff I can't even put my finger on because it's, it's just beyond me, but it's just, there's just so much there and so much that we've just begun to scratch the surface of that. I just don't, I just don't know if government has the resources to contain it or do anything about it. I mean, they do to some extent, obviously, but, but I mean, 
I, I don't know. I just feel like, especially the United States government, they're they're a dying animal, man. Uh, they're. I, I just can't see them keeping up the charade for much longer. I just hope that if things, you know, if it does go away, that things fall in a better spot. You know, a lot of people like, um, you know, agorism, a lot of people you know, think that it's, you know, not only just a way to bring freedom to yourself, but also a way to smash the state. And I believe both of those. I don't put a hundred percent faith that like, Oh, you know, it's going to be the response. The thing that's responsible for smashing the state of the state because of this smash. Then yes, probably. But even that aside, I think it's the best way for us to bring freedom to ourselves, to our family, to our neighbors is to just fucking live our lives and, you know, just be good moral humans. You know, that's, you know, I really think that that's, that's what's important. And that's what agorism sounds like a religion when I talk about it like this, but that's what it provides me, you know? Um, And it's, I don't know, man, it's, it's just great. I just hope that we can bring more people onto this. You know, so many people already do so much, you know, even status, you know, they, they commit agorisms all the time, you know, they, they do what they can to not pay taxes, you know, like, like we were talking about earlier or, or, or just any number of things. I mean, how many of them roll through stop signs, you know? So people have this potential. It's just, it's, 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 it's this indoctrination or, or whatever, you know, I think that getting kids out of public school is a really great start. Um, I know that everybody's means are differently and it's not a possibility for everybody. And I certainly respect that. I'm definitely not talking shit about anybody, but man, get your kids out of schools if you can do it. Uh, and especially after this year, you see, like, I just, I, I, I shudder to think of what terrible things are happening to kids who have not seen expressions on, you know, their caretakers faces for a year. You know, that has got to be, I, I don't know. I mean, we've never, I don't think we've ever experienced anything like that. It's just, there, there's got to be something really weird psychologically going on with this. And it's, you know, it's, it, it's terrifying, but anyhow, um, I, I think a lot of people are starting to see it and a lot of people aren't, a lot of people are getting even more entrenched. So I don't know, maybe a balkanization or something's going to happen. I don't know. Um, I mean, e- either way, no matter what happens, you know, we were talking about this the other night too, with like the LP folks, you know, no matter what happens, whether they succeed or they fail, of course, are going to be here. We're going to keep making shit happen. We're going to keep the economy running. We're going to make sure people have food. We're going to make sure people have protection. We're going to make sure people have the things they need because in the end, that's always who's done it, you know, has been, has been a gorse even before gorism was a thing, you know, it was pirates running blockades, you know, hundreds of years ago to make sure people had goods that the government wasn't allowing them to have on tax. You know, this, this stuff's gone on forever. And these are the people who make the difference. It's not the person who gets a fucking statue. It's the people who you never know their name because they're, they're risking their ass to make fucking commerce work. Okay. I think I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, no, you you hit on you're pretty much in the same well the same thinking I I'm in right now with the way things are going. Like uh, for example, you brought the dying animal thing, the state being a dying animal. I think that's a perfect analogy for what's going on here. Like the analogy I've been using a lot is that think of the state as like a lion, and you know what it what is it, it's a hurt lion, it's a dying lion. Like lions patrol like I don't know it's like tens of miles. They patrol large areas, mm-hmm. but what's going to happen when that lion is fucking hurt? It's going to retreat to where it feels comfortable, and so I think that's one thing we need to realize is that like that's what's happening right now is the state's power is receding into the places where it holds the most power. So, and this is actually something Konkin talked about a lot and how he thought you know, the state was going to wither away is they would recede to certain areas. And in a sense, this is almost kind of like the agorist revolution in some ways. You know, like I think that we're going to see going forward, the state's going to recede into the cities and the blue states, essentially, uh, you know, along somewhat along those lines, not perfectly. 
And I, I think some people who are incapable of thinking about it the right way are going to look at that and be like, oh my God, look at this tyranny. But it's like, yeah, but look at the rural areas. Look at this area. What's it like here? Like, it's not like that. So like, you're just looking at these horrific areas. But the thing is like, the state's a dying animal. It's becoming more violent, but over a less, over a smaller area, an area it feels more powerful within. So I, I do think it's a apt thing. I also, I know everybody's caught on like white pills, black pills, all that shit right now. I think one I've been talking about is a clear pill. It's like, you need to be realistic. Like I, because mm-hmm. I do think like me and you are in Florida. So it's easy to be like, this is great. At the same time, like there are areas, like I said, it's a dying fucking, you know, lion, you know, if you will. Like if you're in fucking a city in Cali, like, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like yeah. I get it. Everyone has different means and like, maybe you can't move. But you need to try to move to that way. Like even and like everyone can do something, you know, everyone can move somewhat, you know, that way. Like no one's in a perfect spot. I'm in no perfect spot. We were talking before and everyone knows I'm in the military. So like I'm I'm not like I, I, I do think that's actually part of my motivation of why I want to get out. It's not entirely philosophical. It's partially that I don't want to be on the be dependent on the state. I think that is one thing that like if you're dependent on the state in any way, you need to fix that. Because that is a big sure. thing of how they're going to keep you controlled. And so, I mean, I, it's kind of selfish, but it's, I mean, I've been in ANCAP, ANCAP for a while and still been in the military. Call me a piece of shit if you will. But if anything, it says past year, that's really like, I need to get the fuck out. Because it's like, this, this yeah. is not well, they, where I do not want to be dependent on the state. Well, they, <laughs> like, limit, you know? they limit your ways to get out, you know? So, you yeah. know, it sounds like you're, you know, you're, you're doing what you can do. And I ain't saying this doesn't necessarily apply to you or anything, but like, like I said, for anybody's like the military, police or anything, like, if you quit and say like, Oh my God, that was terrible. I'm fucking sorry. Like, like hundred percent redemption, dude. Like, like really, like we've all been the victim of, you know, um, you know, brainwashing and stuff. And if you're like a police officer and you realize it's wrong and you don't just go, well, I'll just hang out and do a shitty job for the next 10 years to get my retirement. And you like quit, you know what I mean? Like utmost respect, seriously, because like, like, um, Hey, like if we don't allow for forgiveness, then what's the point of ever doing the right thing? But like, like, um, you know, I mean, if, if you realize and come out of it, like, Hey, like we can, we can be friends, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, because, uh, because that's a big thing. But yeah, when you get people who just like stick around for years for the retirement and they know it's shitty and they know they're doing terrible things, it's like, man, fuck you, dude. You know, uh, seriously. Um, uh, Pat, uh, Pat Watson with, um, Uncensored Tactical, uh, he does a lot of really good stuff with like a uh, bureaucracy and everything for, um, for like military and police. And, and he goes through just why, like, um, why like the retirement system just makes like the worst incentives, you know, for, for military and police to do a good job. It's a, uh, it's crazy. It's, it's really interesting, but, but yeah, those, those fields particular are, are, are really tough, you know, uh, because even if you're in it and you realize that you have a hard time leaving sometimes. Yeah, no. And I, I honestly kind of can't hold it against people because like, for example, I'm at 11 years. And like I said, I'm not, this isn't some philosophical thing of me wanting to get out right now. I mean, I've wanted to get out for a while, but I understood that like, Hey, I have, you know, I have a wife, I have kids, I have, you know, whatever, like, but I'm at 11 years. If it wasn't for this past year and me seeing the writing on the walls, I would be like, fuck it. I'm just going to ride it out. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like a Ron Swanson type, you know, like, yeah. you know, it is what it is, you know, like, and, but it's this past year that I was like, oh shit, I see the writing on the wall. I need to, you know, get out or at least move that way. You know, but like, I, I, I kind of, I mean, if it wasn't for the past year, I can completely understand where it's like, you know, the working for the government's generally, I mean, pretty fucking easy. You know, like so, it's not that hard. I know a lot of people like to talk about the military. Don't get me wrong. 
yeah i mean <laughs> i mean there's different <laughs> mos's and shit so everything's different it's not all this oh no it's all right but not, not everything's the same so i mean but but like to some extent it's pretty fucking easy so it's like yeah. it wouldn't be that hard for me to dial it in for another nine years and get my pension but at the same time it's like i don't really want to be dependent on the state so i, I need to move the way as best i can which is kind of hard it's like ripping off a, a, a fucking band-aid you know but it is what it is so yeah you know? um do uh are, are you concerned about them asking like asking you to commit crimes against americans or i guess in a follow-up question like i interviewing you all of a sudden um do you you actually being there do you everybody says like oh if they enact this or that law the military won't enforce it the cops won't enforce it and i'm like bullshit they will do you think that there's do you think there's much of a line for what they could ask you know military people to do to americans I don't know. I mean, I, I think, I don't know if I said in here, I'm a mechanic. So, I mean, it's not really like something I'm really even that concerned <laughs> about for that. So gotcha. like, I, I mean, I mean, that would be a hard line for me. I feel like that would be a hard line for most. Cause the, the, the differentiation between like the police and the military is I do feel like military generally joins with some sort of like sense of duty or honor. I mean, not to, not to say that doesn't happen with police at all, but mm-hmm. it does happen less, I think. Cause like, I, mean, I don't know, like the police, the military just has a different connotation to it, you know. I don't know. I mean, I, at the end of the day, it's still shitty. Like, but I, I, mean, I, I feel don't like know how to the military. It, but, but yeah, I feel yeah. yeah there, there's something different about it, you know. There, there definitely is. It is almost like it's like a grander. It's like a grander thing when you're on the military, you're defending the whole country or something like that. Whereas a cop, it's like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, don't like, know, most people are disillusioned <laughs> with the police at this point, you know. But all right, I think yeah, we're at a good hopefully. spot to go ahead and kill this. I, I don't know if you want to go ahead and drop your plugs. Sure. <laughs> Um, sure. Yeah. Check us out over at, uh, over at Agoras Nexus. Uh, we got, uh, you know, we got a lot going on over there. Uh, we do the podcast, check out our articles. Um, you can sign up on our website to, um, get on our email list for a free newsletter and, you know, keep up tabs with us, uh, with us there as well. And yeah, if, uh, you know, if you want to get a listing going or anything, feel free to holler at me. Um, I am on Twitter at Daggerist. Uh, I hang out on Keybase and discord and stuff like that too. I'm Daggerist. Uh, and I don't know, I guess that's about it. Awesome. Uh, I've been really ha- great having you on. I really enjoyed this discussion. I hope to do it again at some point. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, like, definitely. For me, like I said, I'm the Way Jose uh, podcast. I'm on the, uh, the YouTube channel. I'm anywhere audio podcasts are at. Um, if you want to contact me for any reason, hit me up at thelibertymovementglobal at gmail.com. Also on Twitter at, you know, Jose Galison. Uh, fucking give me money at patreon.com. So it's no way Jose 2020 so I can keep doing this. Give me crypto and the fed.app. No way Jose 2020 on there. Like, share, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. It's been really awesome. Like I said, it's been fucking dope having you on. Hope to do it again at some point. I'm not trying to hold you up, let you go. I know you fucking, you're an early uh, riser. So <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> all right. So, thank it. you so much for having me, dude. This was a hoot. No, I loved it. All right. That's it. Right, peace.